When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So today I wanted to introduce you to someone who is doing amazing things out there, and I wanted you to know a little bit more about her. So her name is Diana Negron, and she is a Taino healer, entrepreneur, and a mentor, and she uses her gifts to impact the lives of people residing in Puerto Rico, in Connecticut, and New York. She has founded an organization called Journal of Hope. This is a community where young people can unlock their imaginations and explore their feelings through the power of writing, which I think is very powerful. So Diana, thank you so much for being here. And I wanted you to kind of introduce yourself to our viewers and just kind of let them know a little bit about who you are. Well, hi, Nina. Thank you for having me on your show. It's wonderful to share space with you. Um, you. I'm Diana Negron, the founder of Body Therapy by Day and Journal of Hope. I'm an intuitive healer that uses massage therapy, energy healing, and indigenous practice to assist the human's body organic healing process. Um, Healing my body with self-care practices is a vital aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. And through my practice, I'm able to share the knowledge with the community. So as a community leader, you can find me advising, mentoring, and volunteering for different organizations. One of them being Journal of Hope, like you mentioned, which was established in 2018. In 2018, I made a commitment to enrich our youth through journaling, a simple tool that once carried me through some really difficult times. I deeply believe in the importance of empowering people to enhance personal development and creating a positive chain reaction that we most definitely need in this world yeah, right now. For sure. That's really powerful. Um, so the what made you want to go into um, doing the youth? What, what connected you to that? Well, 
first of all, I am a mother of three and um, being a role model and a mentor to them kind of enhance this desire to do it more in an outreach setting. So I do volunteer for organizations within the Stanford community where I'm either teaching wellness practices or I'm teaching them about trade work, right? Especially with uh, element, I mean, excuse me, middle school and high schoolers and also just sharing my knowledge. I, I think it's key that when you learn something, you also uh, share it forward. That's so true. And um, it's great that you're reaching out to like the communities that you're in too, right? It's nice when you can reach back into where you are present. Were you somebody who journaled like most of your life and you just saw it like free you in your mind or? Yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool. Um, definitely. I've been journaling since preteens. I have about 10 journals now. And this also includes planners and calendars. So I'm constantly jotting things down, um, you know, checking off a list. And also I use journaling as a space to dream, to put down my visions because um, I've honed in on the power of manifesting. Mm -hmm. And so journaling is a great way to kind of set that intent and put that energy out there. And that's really important, I think. Do, do you recommend like um, handwriting or do you like them to type when they do journaling? What do you like? Uh, there's no rules. This oh, okay. Is you want it. You know, okay. I love bullet journaling. Mm-hmm. I love drawing, right? Being artistic with my journaling. Um, I like the structure of a planner. So there is no right or wrong way of doing it. Oh, okay. um, something that I really want to introduce is how to create a vision board within a journal right and and so that's how you include the high how to so that's a great way to do it so it's not just words on a paper or on a screen but also you can integrate other ideas and thoughts yes there's no right or wrong way to journaling that's really great i like journaling as well it actually helped me i uh, wrote an autobiography and i was able to pull all my old journals for years and i forgot moments you forget special moments or a special thoughts you've had in your life or things you've wanted to do and you let let it go to the wayside so you're right I think journaling can be a very powerful tool in someone's life for sure yeah and um, it, like you said it provides a timeline mm-hmm. and it also shows you how far you've come mm-hmm. we need more of that reinforcement within ourselves that is so true and it's now that I'm older that I look back and I say wow I've been through so much but going through it to me is the powerful part because you're actually going through right when you say that you want to reach um uh the youth and I know that you had used the words um that you want to provide teaching tools and lessons on Mm self-regulating so I wanted to touch on that a little bit like when you say youth what are you working like what age range do you feel like is a good time to start journaling? Like what's, you know, a a good place and also maybe give us a little bit of an idea of what self-regulating is. A a great time to start journaling is early on like elementary school. And it is a practice uh, that they do do to uh, increase the kid's vocabulary, um, self-expression and just get comfortable with, you know, writing, right? Mm -hmm. The pencil in the hand and, and putting it to the paper. So we offer our services to school-age children, and that ranges from elementary school 
to high schoolers. Okay. Um, and in regards to your question with self-regulation, it's a core method to monitor and manage emotion, thoughts, and energy levels. And so we're inviting our youth to explore their feelings and thoughts through the power of journaling. Because keeping a journaling, a journal, excuse me, is a great way to develop self-awareness mm -hmm. and sharpen communication skills. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, now it feels to me like um, the youth are losing a little bit of that art when it comes to, you know, writing, uh, thinking things through logically. You know, I think that um, at least from what I'm experiencing with the youth that I have around me, um, mm -hmm. whether it's nieces or nephews or, you know, cousins or things like that, I just realized that they're very impulsive. Mm -hmm. Right. And most of us are, I mean, when we're young, we're very impulsive, you know, but I think now with the bombardment, right. Of social media and, and uh, mainstream and all that stuff is coming at you in such high rates mm -hmm. that I think it's so important. And I, that's why I really wanted to talk to you because um, I think it's important for them to sit down and actually regulate what they're processing. Right. Because sometimes you're processing all this information and then you have to do something with that, yeah. you know, yeah. That's where I think um, it comes into play with maybe they get angry or frustrated, you know, mm -hmm. because they're not able to put that down on paper. So I think that's important. And I also think that what you said earlier was a very big key, which was, um, you know, expanding their vocabulary, mm -hmm. you know, knowing who they are. So have you had already like these um, workshops with, with the youth and what has been like the most impactful thing for you? Um, I will say this, the most impactful piece came prior to offering the programming. And it's um, back in 2018, I believe it was, when we were asking people to donate journals. Oh. And the people that were donating the journals were self-reflecting. And they were like, wow, like you're making me think about me at that time and what advice I would give myself in that time and what advice I could give my kids in that time. And for me, that was this wow, aha moment. Mm. Uh, this is bigger than journaling was because the donors were being impacted and when it comes to the programming, um, we've started and it's been exciting, right? To kind of take the vision, right? And implement it and make it something tangible for the kids. Mm -hmm. And I feel that they're interested, that they want to know how do I respond versus react, which is touching to the point that you had made earlier with everything that's coming in, everything that's happening, all these outlets to get information. And it's like, how do we process it? And journaling is a great way to do that. And sometimes say what you can't say out loud, you know? Right, right. So when you, when you are teaching the workshop, do you give them like a guideline on how it is you, you think that uh, the most effective way of journaling? Or do you have a, a step process that you teach? Well, we're more guided in uh, providing them a curriculum with information that can transform them. Mm -hmm. And then we're giving them prompts. 
but how okay. that journal looks like that's mm -hmm. there you know like i said again there's no right or wrong way with journaling and so we've created mindfulness educational program with a focus on self-awareness literacy and social skills oh okay and so um are you finding that are, are the youth taking it like um like a joke you know how sometimes they're like oh okay i'm gonna write my or are they actually are you feeling like they're receiving it or do you just have like a mixture no i i think that they're receiving it the, the, we need to understand that kids are very intelligent yes they are. and they're very resilient and they're ready to be treated as an equal mm -hmm. and here mm -hmm. we're giving them the opportunity to go hey mm -hmm. these are some of the core things that you need to learn to a survive and also be uh, be a better person, right? And so, no, they're intrigued. They they want to know, and and obviously, um, this is a process where you sign up for it, right? This is not something that we're like, hey, you have to learn, oh, right? Okay. And okay. and so, I believe that they're they're interested and they're ready to learn. And when it comes to you know, I'm thinking about the older kids. Mm -hmm. um, this just gives them structure. We also give a sense of community. And on top of that, we're connecting this with their current situation, which is social media, right? right? We have celebrities, we have politicians, we have artists, we have rappers that mm -hmm. journal. So this is in, you know, and, mm -hmm. and we just have to find that fine line to connect with them and make it as intriguing as half the stuff they see on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that you, you know, you um, hit a point earlier too, where you said there's things in there that you cannot say out loud, mm -hmm. but you can say in your journal. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, I guess I wish I, I had this tool when I was younger, you know, because I would have been able to express myself a, a heck of a lot better, mm -hmm. you know, um, but I'm glad that you're doing this. So when you're introducing this um, um, program to do you do this with schools? Is that how you're doing it right now? Or so currently we are working with the Stanford public school system okay um, but we have also been blessed with the opportunity to work with women in recovery oh, wow. so this is a, a combination and something that i personally have great awareness that this is going to extend the idea i'm just aligning with the purpose of journal of hope well that's wonderful so when you're introducing this to the um, the, the school curriculum, right, mm -hmm. or to the school, is it like just something like uh, that they can sign up like a club almost, or is it something that's interweaved in something that they're doing at the school? And no, it is lessons that we're providing, right? It's it's an add-on to the education that a child needs, right, okay. to be successful in the world. Okay. And the core pillar programming is offered seasonally. So we have a fall, winter, spring, and summer session. Okay. And so you can participate in all four sessions or just join one. Is it like a weekly thing or? It could be weekly or bi-weekly and we okay. do 45 minutes to 60 minutes instructions. Oh, that's great. And I guess you're making them practice, right? So I'm assuming the instruction is also them sitting there and, and getting over like either the fear of writing or writer's block or anything like that, right? 
Absolutely. And we're also engaging them. It's open communication, uh, working with kids or, you know, whether it's family or um, in a school setting, you need to engage and connect. And they don't always respond to somebody standing in front of the camera or a classroom and talking and talking and talking. So we engage, we have open communication, we have open discussions. And then also the homework assignments provides them with prompts so that in their own time, they're going into their imagination, jotting down notes and answering questions uh, to assist with this self-reflection. Is um, what you're doing with the Stanford Public School uh, something that another um, uh, school can reach out to you to do with them? I mean, is that- absolutely. We welcome people to contact us directly. Um, They can visit our website, uh, Mm journalofhope.org, or they can uh, send us a message via social media because we're on the platform as well, or they can contact me directly. Oh, great. So that if there's a private school, I was wondering, because I'm like, you know, this, this shouldn't just be to one, you know, school, because it's such a great idea. So it's like, you know, um, you know, if it's a private school, if it's, you know, homeschooling, if it's anything like that, I was even thinking, you know, um, youth church groups or something like that, you know, where, um, where kids are going there as well. And they're going there intentionally. So that might be a nice place to also find what you're doing, you know, Yeah. Future, future goal is to have different chapters in different cities. Yeah. Um, but to be able to achieve that, uh, we we need more volunteers. And um, Journal of Hope does have an ambassadors program that we want people to sign up because um, we provide an easy platform for them to volunteer. And if they're all about journaling or giving back or volunteer work, then that'll be a nice place for them to do that. And that information is also on our website. That's great. I didn't even know that. That's fantastic. Good. So what if somebody's into um, vision boarding? Do you do that as well? Or do you focus only on the, on the journaling? No, like I said before, uh, I love teaching. Well, I host my own vision board parties with my business body therapy by day, but it is something that we will introduce um, with the journaling. And again, we love all kinds of ideas and we want to expand this where um, some of our summer sessions will be guest speakers, whether they're teaching photography, whether we're teaching life skills, um, whether we have a vision board party and the kids are doing or the adults, right? They're doing a vision board in their journal. So yes, that that is part of, right? The community piece, the engagement piece and bringing everybody together. Well, can I ask you how you got started in all of this? Did you just decide one day, I'm gonna make a business out of this? <laughs> this is what no, <laughs> I don't, I didn't wanna add anything to my plate. Um, no, it, it was, uh, the volunteer aspect, um, I love giving back. I love working with kids. Um, so a little insight on, on me, I always wanted to be a teacher, um, but my life choices and my life uh, didn't provide me the opportunity to kind of fulfill that completely. Um, but I think when you're destined to teach, opportunities present themselves. Yeah. And um, that became really clear in my volunteer work. And so, um, like I had stated earlier, 
Uh, I do do a lot of volunteer work at um, Stanford Public Schools and after school programs. Mm -hmm. um, and I went to a middle school in Connecticut and I'm there teaching trade work, right? Cause I'm a licensed massage therapist. And in the process of being in the classroom and interacting with the kids, I was like, something's missing and self-regulation, right? Mm -hmm. That's where that piece came in. And I said, okay, they need help. I'm not big on complaining. I'm big on creating a solution. So what's the solution? So I thought back about my time as a preteen and a teen, what helped me? Cause I can relate with the kids that I was working with. Uh, it was a group of girls and I could relate to where they were at. And I was like, journaling, yes, that's easy. I could get them. Okay, we could do this. And so that's where it stemmed from. And then, like I said, journal uh, of hope or, or getting a journal at the time, it just evolved into something completely different, right? Mm -hmm. We have uh, donors excited, uh, donors self-reflecting. Um, and then I had the opportunity during COVID to <laughs> pause from my professional life because um, I couldn't provide services and find something else to do. And so it was honing in what Journal of Hope was gonna look like, what we wanted to offer. And during COVID was when we made this officially wow. a, you know, a nonprofit, but that wasn't the goal originally. <laughs> I was very busy, I have a lot going on, but, um, like I said, it took a life of, it, of its own. And I'm, my role is to align with that purpose, right? With what, what am I supposed to support and do? So mm -hmm. yes, I had the vision, but I don't take full credit for it, for sure. Yeah, but you know what's uh, powerful about what you just said is that you said, that you, um, instead of complaining or looking at things like that, you find a solution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I'm the same way. And so I uh, appreciate that you took the problem, which was COVID, right, which is COVID for a lot of people, and you mm -hmm. found a solution for what was a need, right? Yes. What was yes. a need? Because one of the things I'm sure that you know is the increase of depression and anxiety um, and the increase in um, youth um, suicides, the increase yeah. in youth abuse, right? And even women, domestic violence abuse went up 63%. Like, this is a serious thing, right? So I think that you, you taking and saying, okay, just because this part of my life had to be put on hold mm -hmm. doesn't mean that I can't create something to help mm -hmm. others. You know, that was, that's really powerful. And that's something that, you know, um, I think more people need to align their thoughts like that so that they can move forward instead of being, you know, stuck or fearful or have anxiety or anger for that matter. Cause last year was, uh, I don't even know what last year was, you know what I mean? Like, I uh, like last year was, yeah, let's leave last year, last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it served, it served as a tool, you know, I'm a small business owner. Um, and I'm a parent and there's two ways of, of viewing this with right. all respect to people that lost family members with all respect 
with people who really had a hard time. There's always two ways to view things and you have to make the decision to go, I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to create healthy and happy habits to sustain me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to check in. I'm, I'm going to pause and go, how are you doing today? And yes, we need more of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, COVID kind of highlighted it. But prior to COVID, we were right there too. You know, I know many 20-year-olds who are taking medication for stress. Yeah. Uh, people who are suffering from anxiety. Like you said, these rates for mental health within the youth they've been going up for a few years now. Oh, yeah, yeah, for so, sure. Um, yes, we need to provide more education, uh, better vocabulary, yeah. and tools on how to flow with chaos. That's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Flow with chaos. That's Are we good. Start, uh, tweeting it. <laughs> Exactly. Hashtag flow with chaos. Um, because that's really, um, and it's what you said really rings true to me. I think that one of the things that has changed my life in the past, you know, few years is changing my attitude to gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first thing you said. And that like really struck with me because I feel like I have a thousand opportunities to complain. You know, Mm -hmm. I think we all do. We have a million opportunities that'll come to you every single day to complain. Um, But once I changed that attitude and I started to being grateful, even for my vision, getting up in the morning, the fact that I'm breathing, you know, that kind of thing. Like, because when somebody says to me, I don't have anything to be grateful for. Well, you're talking though. You actually have words coming out of your mouth and you're using it with a brain that actually can articulate how you're expressing yourself. And they're like, oh, I'm like, probably have something to be grateful for, you know, the foundation. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that changes your perception. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you can always look at things two ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I agree with you a hundred percent that an attitude of gratitude is the way to start. And even if it's just a little thing, just find a little, little thing. And then before you know it, you're like adding to the list. It's like 10 things and then 20 things and then 30 things. And you're like, and then it really does become a discipline. You have to discipline yourself. You know, it's a lifestyle. You come out of the list, right? The mental list and you just arise or become this moment of straight gratitude. You don't need the list anymore. And it, but this is a habit that we need to create and gratitude. First thing in the morning is a great way to do it. Um, and and I'll, I'll say this, there's a lot that we want to do mm-hmm. and we need to take it step by step and create tangible goals that mm-hmm. we can obtain based on like our family dynamic, our careers, our time, like be realistic in any little step, especially just with the gratitude one is enough. Yeah, And then you just add on once you master it. That's so good. What you just said, because I think that a lot of us really do think about things way too big Mm -hmm. and we either shut down because it's too big, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, or we get frustrated because we're not there fast enough. Mm. Um, and what you're saying is very key. Like, just take your time. You'll get there. Just yeah. take your time. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's, you know, to your, um, your, your project with the, the journaling too, is take your time, mm-hmm. journal, mm-hmm. you'll get there, yeah. you know? And that's really powerful. And I want to thank you very much for taking the time to be on my show. And I hope that I can have you back because I'd really like to know more about the um, body therapy by day and what you do there and how that can help you mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually. I'd, I'd like to know more about that. Would you do that? Would you come back We'd on one day? We'd love to share. We'd love to Good. share. We'll, we'll make everybody whole again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I love that. All right, Diana. So I want to thank you for being here. I want to um, just let everybody know how to get in contact with you. So it is Diana Negron. And uh, you can email her at body therapy by day, which is dai.com. I'm sorry, at gmail.com. Um, and her website is journalofhope.org. You can also find journalofhope.org on Instagram. And on Facebook. So you can definitely contact her that way. Is there any other way you'd like people to contact you? Um, they can also uh, see the website for bodytherapybyday.com. Good. And I will let you guys know that I'm going to have her back on. I'm going to make sure she gets on here. And when she does, she will talk about that holistic lifestyle because I'd like to know more about it too. I don't know too much about it. So I think it would be great to know more about that and to also have people connect with you in that way, you know, and and see how they can come visit your your shop or see how you work that out. But I'm looking forward to that. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for watching. This is Nina Perez at Straight Talk, no sugar added. Until next time. You have just listened to another great episode on Straight Talk, no sugar added. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get more amazing content. Also visit our website and YouTube channel. Until next time with more great episodes coming your way. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.